welcome to Blaze and Gutch. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my uh, my sidekick and my one of my good friends, Michelle Saunders Gutch, and we're here to talk some football. And it has been quite a football season so far, hasn't it, Michelle? Yes, it has. Never a dull moment watching NFL football. No, no, no way. And like the teams you think are really going to kill it are just stinking up the joint and the things you and the teams you don't think are going to be, you know, good or like blowing it up. So it's like, you know, they, they say any given Sunday and I think that's true. So uh, today we have just finished week seven. Well, actually, tonight we'll finish week seven as the uh, Saints and the Seattle Seahawks play on Monday Night Football as of this recording. And I think we're starting to see some separation between the teams. Uh, we're starting to see who are the who are the studs and who are the real duds. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, we're starting to see some separation, and I think that that's going to be a good thing. So let's let's go around. Let's let's cover each of the the three teams that we cover, and then I'll I'll we'll jump into a few uh, highlights in the NFL because there was one in particular that just really stands out. While I don't like the quarterback, what he did was pretty amazing. So let's jump in with the Kansas City Chiefs. What happened? You know, I'm still trying to process everything that transpired on that football field and the culmination of just the turnovers, the plays, you know, from the throws that Patrick Mahomes, I think, gave away. Yeah, you know, I think that's a that's a nice way to put it. Considering Mahomes didn't score a single touchdown, okay, no, he didn't score a single touchdown, and he threw he he threw interceptions and he fumbled the ball. I'm sitting here watching him, and I'm going, "Wasn't this guy supposed to be an MVP?" Yeah, well, I mean, you are being honest, and I'm sure that he is of all being the great leader he is. I'm sure he is just trying to figure it all out in his way and how he processes. But the injury to him, that hit that he took, was also just not a good thing. I don't, Albeit it didn't turn into a concussion, but that didn't help his cause either. No, no, I can see that. Um, and honestly, it wasn't just on him. I can't put the blame of what the chiefs were doing strictly on him. Although he didn't exactly help their cause. Cause I want, I want, I want to look at, I want to switch this and actually look at the Titans. Uh, because the Titans came out like they had an ax to grind. They really did. And if you think about it, they were there. They came in with a record of six to one, the only one loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. They came in and they and and Derek Henry was just but I will say this for for um Tennessee. The only downfall that they had is that Derek could Henry could not get his running game going. The defense of the Chiefs, while they failed in a lot of areas, they didn't account for the other weapons that Tennessee had. They did put a stop to Derrick Henry. They did not let him run on the ground. Yes, but the thing about winning the game 
you have to perform all the way around. I mean, in the NFL, it's like you can't just perform the first quarter after, you know, the third quarter after the first half. Or, I mean, you've got to be able to put on your game face from the very beginning. And if you have every part of your team that's strong, that, you know, that gives you that confidence and that capability to stand strong against the other team. But when I would say the defense for the Chiefs is one of the worst defenses teams in the NFL. So, I mean, you're, you're coming in behind the curve and you can't have one team playing all of the wins. It's all about the team, right? So, and even Mahomes, I mean, and then that puts him in a crunch. And then, you he know. He feels like he has to force plays. He has force. to, and that's what I think is, is what's occurring. I think he just, he just hit the nail on the head. I mean, I'm not Andy Reid. I'm not his coach. I'm not him. I'm just saying it. you cannot be the one carrying your team or feeling that pressure of having to carry your team to win the football team because of other areas within the team that are weak, the weak links. And you see that's you can all put it around leadership, right? It's all, I mean, I've been there. I've done that. I've had to lead teams and weak links in the teams. And you can't, you just cannot as a leader always sustain under that. No, no. And he reminds me of Kyler Murray from last year or even two seasons ago when he first came on uh, as an Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Uh, he came on thinking he had to be the one to run the football or he had to use his running ability. He had to lean on that heavily because at the time the Cardinals were really jacked up. Uh, we didn't have the consistency that we're seeing now. So, you know, when you get a quarterback who has the talent, who has the talent and can do the things that Mahomes and Murray can do, but they start feeling like, well, crap, I got to prove myself. I got to, I got to put this team on my shoulders and I got to do what I can do. Then you start making stupid mistakes. And I think. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing when Patrick got hurt, I mean, he took a, a hit. I mean, I was like, oh my God, he's going to be out for the whole season, your rest of the season. I mean, you know, his team just rallied all around him. I mean, you could just, they were there, man. They were all there, you know, to bring him up. You can tell he's got a lot of respect within his team. But I don't know. I, I'm not um, sure what they're going to do about the defense. I don't know. How do you improve the defense? You know, is it an athletic capability? Is it a coaching capability? What what is it? I think it, it comes down to the fundamentals. You gotta have gap integrity. You gotta be able to beat your man. It, you know, it comes down to when you're on that line of scrimmage, you gotta pretty much say in your in your heart and in your mind, I am better than this man and he is not getting past me. And I don't care what he does. Well, you know, I talked to my husband who played for the one year he did play he walked on and played um, college football for the University of Wyoming. He got hurt, but he does. He did play defensive tackle, and mm -hmm. he got all state even in his high school years. But he was talking a little bit about that, and you know, just the psychology and the attitude, and 
you know, what you have to do. And I just think I haven't heard since the game, any of the after game feedback. And I, I'm assuming maybe you have um, in terms of what is Reed and, and Mahomes, what have they said? So I heard a little bit of Mahomes and Mahomes was like, you know, I don't like this loss. I don't like where we're at. We have to fix it. And that's on, and that's on me. I didn't hear much of Andy Reed. I don't, think because I was catching up on a bunch of uh, NFL coaches from around the league. So, uh, but I will say this, they were saying the right things. Now, can they put it on the field? I don't know. I mean, I know that they are playing the giants next week. So, mm-hmm. and that should be a win because the giants are pretty bad, you know, so that should be a win, you know, and they, and they need is they need to taste winning i think in order to get their mental state back to where it needs to be so do i think right now that the chiefs as they're playing right now are a playoff bound team no i'm sorry no you can't play that kind of garbage defense and that kind of garbage offense and i and I, believe me i like patrick mahomes but that was garbage okay you can't play that and expect that you that you're not that you're not going to get run over, okay? Tennessee lit them up, and they and they exposed every single one of their weaknesses. And guess what? Now that's on film. Now other NFL teams know how to beat you, unless you prove that you're not beatable. There's just a lot of complexity in what has occurred and where they have to be, and we know their capability, and it's very difficult coming out of being the Super Bowl champion with the standards and expectations that are out there. And, you know, they had great, you know, wins prior to them winning that Super Bowl. And, you know, for several years, you know, they were just really shining. They have now to overcome and have to work to get back to where they are a winning team. But I know a lot of the fans here are very disappointed, but being a fan, it comes with lows and highs, right? You know, having been a fan for the Broncos as many years as I was, I didn't walk away because they were losing, you know, or anything like that. And I moved to a new community. And when Mahomes came in, I started favoring him because of his faith, because of his attitude, his humility, his capability, And, you know, I just really wanted to be there to put my support behind him and his team and the guys and all of that. So and I still do believe in Patrick and his, you know, and and the Chiefs. I just believe they're hitting a bump in the road and they're going to have to, you know, when you've had that success, you have to realize that sometimes it's it's a bump. It's not always linear. It sometimes goes up and down and up and down and you have to keep persevering. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about a group of men. You're talking about two teams. Every single player that is playing in the NFL has, for the most part, earned the right to be there, meaning they are the top. uh, They are the best of the best in this and in this particular sport. So. The uh, idea that every given Sunday, yes, uh, they can win. And now you brought up another team and I want to switch to them because I want to kind of get the bad news out of the way first before we talk about uh, a very interesting team. Uh, 
I want to touch on the Thursday night game uh, with the Broncos. The problem that I saw with the, the Broncos, the, for the first three quarters, they were playing garbage. They couldn't string three quarters of solid football together. Yes, in the fourth quarter, they started coming alive and they started trying to make a comeback. But too by late, the, though. Yeah. That's, you can't. The Chiefs were doing that for a while. It's too late. You can't do that. So, I mean, I don't know what the defensivity is with the the uh, Broncos. I don't know. I mean, I'm watching them and I'm seeing a bunch of stuff they're doing. You know, again, gap integrity. Like I said, you got to be better than the man in front of you. And that's on the offensive line and defense. If you're playing on that offensive line, you got to pretty much say, no, you're not getting to my quarterback. Try it. Yeah, I just, it's so mental too. Yeah. You know, sports are so, it's like, you know, golf, <laughs> you know, and other, I mean, it can be a mental game and whatever else you have going on outside of your life, you have to be able to, you know, still do what you need to do and be the best at what you're doing. It's why these guys are paid big bucks, the discipline, the commitment to the, their faith, you know, all those things are so key. And when you step on that field, you are saying, I'm coming to compete. And I don't, I, I just don't think that neither the Broncos or the Chiefs to flip that switch on and said, I'm here to compete. I'm here to be the best man I know to be. I know that there were certain players that said, you know what? I have my standard. I'm going to play to my standard. And that's great. But as a team, I do not believe that either one of these two teams and the AFC said, you know what? I'm going to compete. Well, I can tell you what. They're not collectively doing it in unity or they would be playing better than they're playing. You know, so that's all I can say. It's just, you know, you, you perform your best when you're giving your best game, you know, your, your best face in, in your in your competition or whatever that you're doing. And in, in, in this case, it's on the football field. You just, there's a lot of hungry people out there playing hungry guys, you know, they want to win. There's a lot of winning, you know, attitudes out there. And if you're not, they're going to find your weak spot. They're going to find, you know, any way to get to keeping you from winning. So. And, and, you know, you talk about winning. I mean, there's a team out there that is currently seven and zero for the first seven we, games. Well, I wonder who that team is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But here's the thing. Okay. I was listening to uh, 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 Fox Sports Radio. I'm not going to mention the show, show host name. But the guy kept running at the mouth like, Oh, they're overrated. They're going to they're going to crash towards the second half. I'm like, are you nuts? Are you seeing the same team I'm seeing? Oh, ego, ego. <laughs> I mean, OK, we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. OK, they are seven and zero. They have the best defense in the game right now. I have to say they are the exact opposite of what the Chiefs and Broncos were doing. OK, they have. The, not this game, but the game before, they got hit. You want to, you talk about playing through adversity. They got hit with having three defensive linemen down due to COVID. 
They had uh, offensive linemen uh, and tight ends down uh, due to injury. Okay, and they had to go and replace a tight end. Uh, they got him. Uh, they got Zach Hurts from the Eagles, and he actually did something that was really cool, which I'll touch on in a minute. And and then they find out, oh, not only are your players down, but uh, your head coach is down too to COVID. Uh, he's not on the sidelines. You know, but that tells me even adversity like that can make a team stronger. You know, and they're getting in the game, and they're they're like, we're not going to let this keep us. And determination, you know, from winning. You know, that happened and they and they won that game. And then they go into Houston. Now, the first quarter, they played garbage football. Uh, they were just not on sync. Their offense was really weird. Uh, they allowed a safety because Kyler Murray, they Kyler Murray got sacked and they allowed a safety in the end zone, which, you know, you're just like, oh, really? But then the Texans went down and got a field goal. Okay. So now they're up five nothing in here, and I'm sitting there thinking that that's not good play. They came back in the second quarter, and and all through the rest of the quarters, and played their football. They put up 31 unanswered points, no points in the second half for the for um the Texans at all. In fact, the quarterback for the Texans, I honestly don't remember his name, but he went one of eleven for third down conversions, one. Of eleven, that's just ugh. you know you kind of have to make those third down conversions, and but the Cardinals said uh, no, sorry, that's not happening. You know, they played their to their brand of football, and now here's the interesting thing: I brought up Zach Hertz. He actually ran for a forty-seven yard catch. I think he got a touchdown on that run. Yeah, I think it was a forty-seven yard touchdown. He was the first player and NFL to make a catch for a touchdown on two consecutive teams. That's incredible. And I mean, I mean, the guy was just dang, man. You know? Yeah. He was like playing his best game and more. Yeah. I'm looking at this Arizona Cardinals team and I'm going, there's something to these guys. <laughs> there is. I think, you know, I've seen a few of their commercials of recent and, you know, I do think, that there's something special that transpires and happens when people are in that space of winning, you know, and in this case, we're talking football. And so I'm, I parallel a lot of what we're talking about to leaders and teams and all that with my background and experience in that space. But I will tell you, it's all about that. And even though there's that athleticism too, but you bring in all of that to, you know, your game. The Cardinals are kind of a nightmare for any defensive coordinator. So, because they got so many weapons. Because if you say, okay, I'm going to shut down uh, uh, Adrian Hopkins or uh, A.J. Green, I'm going to shut down Kyler Murray. Okay, yeah, but he's st- you've still got weapons. You could hand it off to Chase Edmonds or, or, or Connor, or you could hand it off to Rondell Moore. And, oh, by the way, they can rip you apart through their running game. You know, and that's not even touching on the defense. The Cardinals have so many weapons they can beat you with. If you try and shut down one of them, how are you going to defend against the others? You know, that's their team. I mean, commending their coaches, commending those that are in the recruiting and, and you know, getting it all together. I mean, you know, knowing how 
to pull all of this together and win. I'm going to be very interested because Thursday night, uh, as of this recording, they are going to be playing against Green Bay, who are six and one. Well, I'm going to watch that game, friend. (laughs) I will tell you, this will be the first cards game. You know, I've been focusing on the Chiefs and my Chiefs. I still believe in them. And I'm just going to keep praying for Patrick because I just really, and his team and their coaching staff and all of them, because I know they have big hearts. Things are happening, testing so many things. But I will be rooting for your cards and I will be watching them, Teresa, especially as I know you, friend, and you've been so faithful to them. Um, And, you know, you put your heart in that team, too. Yeah, we've gone through. I mean, I understand, you know, it's like I've gone through the years where the Cardinals suck. You know, it's like, oh, come on, put a decent product. They were the the joke of the town. And, and, And it's funny because it's like the national media. Okay, the Cardinals won again. Boy, and then they immediately shift to the losing team. I'm like, wait, hold on, stop. How about giving a little love to a team that is still the only undefeated team in the NFL? Name another name name one team that's been able to beat them. Oh, that's right. They have to build their respect with those timers, you would call them. Because I remember when you know people were, you know, and the Chiefs were shining for so long, they were not very good at all really you know there wasn't a lot of confidence that their fan base it took a while and then of course when they started winning like the cards and all and then i'm sure they'll be coming you know to the super bowl at some i I, i'm pretty sure they will be if, if the cardinals play like they are playing right now if they're yeah if they're still doing what they're doing I really do believe they are Super Bowl contenders. I'm not saying they're yeah. going to win because we don't know who they're Yeah, we play. don't know what will transpire. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, but I do believe they're going to make some noise in the playoffs and I believe they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. So, you know, that's going to be very, I, I think this Green Bay game is going to be very interesting because they beat when they had to beat these teams that were better. They did. So I think they can beat Green Bay, but you know, there's some things they're going to have to do, you know, as much as their defense played that offensive line, the only, the only issue that I have right now with the Cardinals and the way they played Kyler Murray took more hits in this last game against the Texans than he took in, in the uh, six games before. So that offensive line has got to shore up their protection. Yeah. Because they can't lean on Kyle Murray, you know, I mean, I don't know who their backup quarterback is, but um, I do McCoy. know that, yeah. yeah, he can't, he can't keep getting all those hits. I mean, it's going to affect him. It'll affect him after a while. And that's the point is you're supposed to protect your quarterback. Well, there was one point when he was hit and he was knocked down. And for a few minutes, we thought maybe he had a concussion or something. Well, you that's know. what Mahomes is. I mean, you just can't, your quarterback is key too. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, so my whole thing is, okay. You've got to, you've got four days, tighten up your offensive line, whatever's wrong, because you're going into face a really good Green Bay Packers team. Believe me, I am not a Packers fan, but I have to admit they are good. They, you know, they, they turn the ship around They're They're six and one. They've got something to prove and they're coming into Arizona. They're looking for a win and they, and they're being led by a veteran uh, quarterback in, in Aaron Rodgers. So 
that means you got to tighten up your offensive stuff. The defense, I'm not worried about. They've got it. I mean, they just, it's so funny. J.J. Watt, who's one of the defensive uh, leaders, he literally will prowl the sideline, and it's almost like he gets angry each consecutive game. It's like, and, and it's funny because uh, the sideline reporter is like, yeah, he's just prowling that sideline. And, you know, you could just hear him comment, we're just better. You know, and so I'm not worried about the defense. They're under solid leadership. I am concerned about that offensive line. And I, if they can tighten that up, I think they can get out of here. Out of They can get out of that Green Bay game with a win. Well, the one thing about each team that plays is that you can never underestimate another team. Even though they may have a track record, you can never take for granted your wins. And so if the cards perform and play their very best as they've been playing their winning game and they don't let down, they're going to give the Green Bay Packers a run for their money. And, and that's all. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is an incredible quarterback and he's got a reputation. He's been out there. You know, he's, he's a winning quarterback too. And so it'll be important because, you know, he said he is a vet, you know, an, old, an older quarterback and they do have that breadth of experience, that way to keep calm, you know, that consistency, all those things. So, you know, you can't ever let down and ever underestimate any team when you're a winning team, right? Or any, it's just like any, you know, you should never just take your, who you are when you've been successful for granted. That is well, and for it sure. was funny. I was listening to um, the uh, team locker room meeting uh, and because they were handing out gay balls and whatnot. And it was something, something that Cliff said. He said, you know what? Start your recovery process tonight because we have to play on Thursday. We're not even going to watch the film on the Texans. We're going to move. We're going to move straight into preparing for Green Bay. And and I and I immediately thought, you know what? I I trust this man. He knows what he's doing. You talk about older quarterbacks, and there's an older quarterback who's still playing at forty something years old. Oh, don't we know who that is? And he accomplished a feat. Now, keep in mind, I am not a Tom Brady fan. I am not. I do not like the guy. Oh my gosh, my dad loves Tom Brady. He's like he's the only winning quarterback in the NFL and has been a winning quarterback and been consistent. He's my go-to quarterback guy, blah blah blah. Anyway, yeah. But he's... but he did do something that was pretty remarkable. He threw his six hundredth touchdown. Yep. Amazing. I mean, you know, and so and it, it, it just for comparison. Matt Stafford of the LA Rams, he threw his 300th touchdown. So wait a minute. Tom Brady has thrown 300 more touchdowns than the other guy. Experience matters. Yeah. It just really hit me like, wow, that's a pretty strong feat. You know, it, it takes, you have to do a lot to get to that point. You really do. And I mean, that's the thing. That's where maturity, experience, Brady's played all types of games in different, different types of games, different types of scenarios. He's, he's pretty much seen everything. He's, 
He's yeah. seen every, yeah. So knowing that, it, having that experience and everything knows how to position or reposition or, you know, all those, you know, it is what it is. And it's crucial because a quarterback, when they're in that pocket, they have to be able to make their reads. You know, it's not, it, it's not just, okay, the, the receiver's running their route. No, you got to be able to sit there in your pocket and diagnose what the defense is doing. And now you throw in the element of you got these uh, uh, mobile quarterbacks in Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson of the Rams. Yeah, I think it's a Lamar. Uh, no, Ravens. Sorry. Um, you know, but you've got to be able to, okay, I can't really get, I, you know, my receiver's not open. They're very well covered. I'm going to just pull it down and run. And, oh, by the way, these, you know, and defenses have to keep, they got to keep the defenses honest. For someone like Tom Brady to be able to sit there in that pocket, read those defenses, and throw the darts that he's throwing, that takes a lot of athleticism to do what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll never be another Tom Brady for sure. You know, I mean, that's what has been, I think, his, oh, I don't know. There's been a lot of just envy <laughs> from people who are like, you win too much. You're a winner. Win, 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 win. I mean, I do think there is that envy that goes out there sometimes when somebody is golden or just constantly, you know, people are like, ah, I, mean, I don't know. But regardless, we see those cards and they're going from. You know, having been the loser, there's something about people seeing the underdog and wanting them to rise. I get, you know, it's so funny. So, like, they play during our church time. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, I could at least catch the first quarter. And then, well, I'll have to do the whole singing and preaching thing. And then as soon as he starts, game back on. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, in our church, we have our online service. Um, of course, they prefer you to come in person now, especially after having gone through the pandemic, but, you know, I think there's some other options or people will try to go earlier or, or go later to be able to see, you know, the Chiefs play. So, it, you know, or their teams, you know, not everybody here is a Chiefs fan. A lot of people are, but, you know, it seems like a small town, but it isn't. It's a bigger, you know, city, community area, um, but still, you know what? I think God created people and he gave gifts of talent, you know, for athleticism and other sports. And I, I mean, I'm looking forward to us getting into more around the faith of the players that we are talking about in the future. But we, we know Mahomes, he's got his faith and there's many others I think you've spoke about too that, you know, we'll be able to really discuss um, uh, yeah, I'm really what we're seeing of their, yeah, mm -hmm. their character, integrity, what they're doing off the field too. So it's a, it'll be fun. I am definitely looking forward to this next uh, Cardinals game. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the NFL, who, you know, I think uh, we're now getting into that stretch of the season where the, um, kind of not so good teams are being separated from the uh, really good teams. We're starting to see who's actually going to be making some noise this year. So I'm looking forward to, uh, I think we'll be probably getting together uh, not next week, but the week after. And I think by that time we'll be in like week 
nine or ten. So it'll be very. I think we'll be on week nine when we when we touch. So it'll be yep. very interesting. It'll be, it'll be telling to see what happened with this game, the outcome of the cards, and what's going on with the Chiefs, and see where the Broncos are in this AFC West, and who's going to take it, and is moving towards you know the. That the winning. I would also say, you know, by the way, contenders. I would also say, by the way, keep an eye on the Cincinnati Bagels. They put, they played like I they saw had, some of their game. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on them. They played like they had something to prove. Uh, you know, and you know, so yeah, keep an eye on them. I think we're going to start seeing some real teams actually say, "Nope, this division is ours. We got this division. We're doing our thing." So. With that, well, I those think- are the great games. I mean, I like watching college ball too. Oh yeah, um, seeing that. But in the NFL, I mean, I think this is when it starts to get real, really, you know, competitive. Let's put it that way. I agree. I agree. We're going to see. We're going to start to see um, who's actually got it and who desperately needs to get some work done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And along the way, <laughs> case in point, you and I. Yeah, you and I will be working on our own athleticism, right? Maintaining yeah. our competition oh, oh, no with kidding. ourselves. No. <laughs> no kidding. By the way, I would not want to be a Jets fan. I'm sorry, New York Jets, they just got brutalized. They got beat like 53 to 13. Uh, and I, I just I didn't even watch the game, but I heard that score and I'm like, ouch. That's just painful. Yeah. I mean, that was so name it. I don't know if you remember Joe Namath. I was like, Joe Namath. I mean, when I was little, I used to watch Joe Namath play a lot. And that was my favorite team were the Jets when I was little. It's it's just like, but now it's like, they can't get away from their life. I know they, oh, got to look at that. Something's going on there too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's, let's bring this in for a close. Michelle, let me ask you this. As we move forward, what teams are you, I mean, besides like the ones that you follow for being a fan, what teams are on your radar to watch that you think are going to actually make some noise? Well, definitely the Cards and Green Bay. I'm thinking the Bengals. I would also, and I, I, I also would tell out Buffalo. What about uh, Brady's team? Um, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say they have they've they've got something going on because they've got uh, Bruce Arians as their coach. He's a really good coach. Yes, um, and and I'm thinking that those really, you know, I I don't know to be honest with you which uh, conference they're all in. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember specifics, but I know. And the other team, I would also say to keep in mind, I think you've got some got your finger on a couple of good teams. I'd also say let's not count out the Rams, LA. Uh Ravens, I don't know. We'll have to see how they how they how they play. How about the Seahawks this year? How are they doing? I haven't followed oh, them much. Man, they are Russell. Getting, when they don't have Russell Wilson, they're garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're absolute garbage. I mean, when they don't have him, he is just, you know, he's pretty much the heart and soul of that team. Um, in fact, they're going to be playing against uh, the Saints tonight, so it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. What about the Eagles? I think they're kind of middle of the road. That's what I thought too. You know, they're not like they're not like an elite team, but they're not garbage. So um, I think we're going to see them kind of 
somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Well, I know I'm going to always follow the Broncos a little too, just because so many of my family members are Broncos fans and even local people here. There are a few that are that I know that lived out in the Denver area like I did. But the other team that we really want to keep an eye on, especially right now, I mean, because you want to talk about overcoming adversity are the uh, Raiders. They look pretty good when I watch them. Yeah, they look really good. Um, And they got a win. Um, and so ever since, uh, Gruden had to resign they're they, they've won, they're over they're, two. Yeah. Or and they're two probably, and up, sorry. Yeah. They're and probably so, trying to prove something there too. Yeah, I think so too. And so I, I would say, keep an eye on them. I th- like I said, you know, and then again, uh, keep an eye on Buffalo. I think Buffalo has got something this year. Um, you know, so they could be a real stickler for any teams that are trying to, you know, actually make the playoffs. So, well, let's go ahead and draw this to this one to a close. Michelle, thank you so much. I really enjoy these conversations. Me too, Teresa. You're so fun. Thank you. I am really looking forward to hearing what some of the listeners are going to think about what we're saying and how they're commenting. What you know, how they're how they're going to receive what we're saying and sharing, and you know, looking forward to this. You know, do we love do we love football? Yeah, we do. But at the end of the day, we're going to be highlighting some of the players that live their faith on and off the field. Why? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you play. It matters how you live. Yes. And I think that's kind of what Mahomes has shared. I mean, it's a mindset too, but, you know, it's putting this into perspective. But I mean, when you're being paid the amount of money these these guys are, I mean, there is a huge, incredible amount of expectations and only God, you know, thinking how God can really help those that have that kind of pressure on them, you know, when they, they, it's between them and God, right? Well, yeah, because you've got, you've got the expectations of the coaches, you've got the fans, and then you've got the media. And depending on what market you're in, the media can be a real uh, uh, vicious animal. If you, if you don't, if you weren't playing up to the expectations that they think you can be playing and that, you know, and so you really have to kind of shut that out. Yes. It's so that's where your faith has to come in and you've got to really allow God to shine through you. Right. You know, I think that's why you see a lot of these players to get down on their knees, not, you know, for other reasons, but to show their humility and their dependence on God. And I think that's necessary. So just because you're shining doesn't all the time does not mean that, you know, there isn't a dependency on God and that God isn't in the picture. So I'm really looking forward to more conversations about this. Amen. Amen. Well, until next time, you guys enjoy your football games. Go to uh, blazeandguts.com. You will find some of the latest NFL news. You'll find our our previous show and you'll find some other goodies there as well you can learn more about us and we're just really excited to be doing this at this show we're really excited to be bringing this kind of content i know michelle and i have talked about it often and you know i'm just really excited so until then we're out <laughs>